for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host, and the human leader of the Android Underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, June 5th, 2012, episode 38 of Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Watch us live every week, unedited, uncensored, in your faces. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got a grinning <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I can't even look at you. Joey Kelly, what's up, man? Good evening, gentlemen. It is a wonderful night to be alive yeah, and with all, right. all of you here in this wonderful hangout in this Thank wonderful you. planet. Uh, talking about the most wonderful phone operating system on the planet, Android. Mute doesn't work. Huh. Hey, Google, fix that. We got Jeremy Lesniak. What's up, man? Oh, uh, what's going on? Awesome. I, I, am, I am adequate. Adequate. Well, if, if only to balance out Joey's wonderfulness. Thank you for that. Thank awesome. you for being conservationist uh, uh, with us. Eric. Fink and beer, what's up, man? Uh, I I was doing okay. <laughs> kind of feel weird now. It's all right. It's, you need to be terrible. It'll pass. It'll pass. All right, uh, Seth's not with us, so we'll fill in the phone of the moment for him. But I'm, he's not dead. I didn't say was, like he's dead. He's he is no longer with Seth us. I didn't. Longer. I didn't say he was no longer with us. I just say he's That's not. What you implied. He's currently like. uh, away from us, away from his desk. So you can leave that a message. Sounds, that sounds like he's dead. All right. So he when and his hair are off having some alone time. When Seth that, resurrects, uh, he can fill in the next phone of the moment. But for now, I got three for you. It's either the Penny Galaxy Nexus from Amazon, another Penny phone. This time it happens to be the one I paid $300 for no less than six months ago. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, you can get that if you're a new customer, and it's it, there's like a bunch of I think you have to sign it in blood, and you can't really read the contract. It, it's it's a, a a hood and cloak type of uh, situation, so just be be wary of that. Uh, there's the two hundred dollar HTC One X that you can pre order or order I guess online now, or it'll be in stores this Sunday, uh, June tenth, or of course, the Samsung Galaxy S3, which I don't even know what Palm means. Uh, phone of the moment. Phone week. of the moment. Oh, did I write that? I probably wrote that yeah, too. Yeah, you made up an acronym and then forgot it. That's <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so you could get any of wow. those or all of those. Uh, they're all pretty much, I don't know. They're they're very minutely incrementally better than than the one before it. You know, the Galaxy Nexus is still all right, and then the what the the One X is like a little bit better than that, and then the S three is supposed to be just a little bit better than that. Nobody cares anymore. Just what yeah. what can you afford? That... Are we at the point where we're going to be talking about incremental upgrades versus revolutionary products, or do we think there's still some revolution out there yet to be had? Did, didn't I... we have an argument about that like three episodes ago? I figured they petered out at the quad core, and that's going to be about the end of it. Everything else is going to be gimmicky crap, except the glasses. Crap now. Oh, I do remember having well. that. Because, yeah, we got onto the discussion about uh, uh, the batteries going to eventually catch up with the processors. Yeah, yeah we, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we had a we had a good that's old right. discussion about that. I yeah. remember getting heated. I can't wait to relive it. So some so my discussion. Matt, you mean drag a note down, drag out a infighting. Uh, so some some uh, complaints people are having about the One X saying that the lack of SD card and removable battery, if you, you know, live on your SD card, you should be changing those every few years anyway before they corrupt. But a lot of people live on those and, you know, not going from having one to not having one and, you know, maybe the 16 gig size or a 32 if, if that's what you're getting, uh, it might be a pain. I know the removable, uh, removable battery is a pain, ha- not having one. Yeah, but this is an AT&T phone. This is yet another way AT&T can screw you. Well, as you if know, they I mean, need what another. What else would you expect? It's like I wake up and I'm like, you know, I wish we had more ways to screw our customers. <laughs> we don't have enough. We we need just one more. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have focus groups like that. <laughs> like, all right, what would you people hate? And then how, they say, okay, how can we monetize that? How, completely, how do we monetize hatred? How completely that's, their, that's, I'm pretty sure that's in their internal slogan, monetizing hatred. Monetize hatred. Stockholders. Ting. How well, com- it's actually a really good strategy because I mean, who else is doing that? Honestly, who else is completely market. screwing their customers? You have hmm. to ask yourself, is this good for the company? That's yes. right. Jeffers Morning. What's good for the company? Because it leads to more phone failures, which leads to people buying new phones. That's okay, right. Okay, no one got that joke, did they? Hey. No. That was a joke? Is that another train Office joke? Space. <laughs> I'm not touching Come on. The, Office space. The train. They unveiled the banner. Is this good for the company? You can buy uh, the mini banner on ThinkGeek. We know, uh, yeah. Joey. Yeah. I you can also get the the jump week. to conclusions, Matt, also, I believe. Yes, exactly. And you can also get the red stapler you know, in, the in, uh, in the Inatech. I knew somebody that had a red stapler on their desk, a red swing line stapler. They had no idea that that was from the movie. Like, they didn't get it. Those were I quite popular in the, the early to mid-90s. It's a good I stapler. A swing line stapler. It's a damn good stapler. Became a cup, became a cult favorite. Do you think you could get Android like on a stapler and it would just know when your staples needed to be removed or something and it would just do that? That'd be handy. It'd be more handy than that damn Microsoft paperclip. What's wrong with Clippy? Don't hate on Clippy. You know what oh. I would like to have? Please. An Android-powered coffee maker. Okay. Why does it need to be Android-powered? What do you want your coffee maker to do that it doesn't do now? Because solar power just doesn't cut it sometimes. Like, what no, would you want? Thinking, I could, I could like trigger the coffee to be made from my phone from the bedroom in the morning. Yeah, because you know, setting the alarm on it and having it automatically make coffee in the morning is just too hard now. That's fine. Um, well, we got wait, it. It, this well, is yeah. what Google was pushing. Like, it, what, maybe it was the uh, Google I/O before last. Yeah, pushing. what was that it called? It was all this, like... Neutrino? AD... No, it's the Arduino ADT, Arduino. the Android development of something. Yeah. ADK. ADK. I'm, I'm kind of with Joey. I think it'd be cool, and you guys are all haters. So, whatever. More gimmicks. Or what about this? Microwave I just don't drink coffee. Text me when my food is done. See, oh, I don't... Lazy. I don't stock How food. far away do you go from your microwave? I could be outside walking the dog. Why not just use a stopwatch? Why not just wait the two minutes it takes to like take something out of the freezer and put it in the microwave? <laughs> All right, moving on. Android. Okay, ICS 404 update. I mentioned that I had just gotten it. Some people haven't gotten it still, and there was a quick write-up on how to... Maybe force your phone to get it, so if you really want it. Honestly, they've added a couple things, but it, it the antenna still sucks, and the 3G still doesn't connect after Wi-Fi's been on for, like, over a day. It does better if it's only... If you use Wi-Fi for, like, an hour at a time, and then reconnect to 3G, and then disk... Like, it'll do that fine. But if it goes more than a day, like, you'll have to reboot the phone again. And I don't even know. Are you guys... Does anybody else have that problem, or is this just me? Because I feel so alone. This is the phone you're telling me I should get? Yeah. No, I want to sell you mine. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to buy your broken phone. Mine's broken. Your, I don't know. Broken Montana but phone. so if you don't have it on Verizon, on the Galaxy Nexus, if you want the 404 update, you can go into app settings, find Google service framework under all apps. You go in there, you hit clear data, then they'll pop up a thing, you hit accept, and then you go back in there and you hit force stop and you hit accept again. And then you go recheck for updates, and they say like eight out of ten times it will find the update. So uh, if you don't want to wait, I mean, I'm sure most people have gotten it by now. But if you haven't, there's a cool little trick to get it. Uh, let's talk about some cool hardware. Uh, Eric, you mentioned this cool Willow Glass announcement. This could be my circle phone, my circular phone. Yeah, I thought this was kind of neat. I was reading the press release from Corning. Um, I, I really, the, the sort of the things that they were talking about in the press release was making it easier to 
have like uh, curved screens, maybe like some of the phones that we've seen recently. Um, but not just. They didn't really talk about circle phones. Right. Not not per se. <laughs> not per se, but I think they were heavily implying it. And this isn't um, this isn't like slightly curved like the Galaxy Nexus. This is like there there's a picture of a guy like bending it, like touching itself, you know, like it's totally bent in half almost and it's Yeah. Yeah, it it's pretty cool. I, I don't know. It it's one of these things that it's cool that it's now like available for manufacturers to put in their arsenal to do weird crap with it. I don't know necessarily the practical application right now well check this out i've been i have you guys heard of this new show called continuum at all i don't even know what channel it's on i just have watched the first heard of it i have not seen it okay so she's like she's from the future and she gets sent back in time accidentally and but but what's cool is like the clothes she has on everywhere that she kind of puts her hands it like turns into a screen but it's in the fabric and this almost seems like it could be I don't know if you could not maybe weave it into some sort of fabric because it is flexible, but it seems like this is kind of a an early stage of where that could go. And I don't know, some that the show, I mean of course it's exaggerated, but some of the stuff that they show that she can do with it is pretty slick. And I don't know. I think how cool that would be if I had one just in my sleeve, you know. Or on my thigh. Like, you could do it for Joey's coffee maker, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You could put a screen on Joey's pants. So this stuff they say can be processed <laughs> at like totally temperatures up to 500C. Uh, high temperature processing capabilities essential for today's high-end displays, they say. Uh, that the other glass cannot because it has polymers in it and that can't get that hot. So it'll support thinner backplanes and color filters for both organic light emitting diodes the oleds and the lcds the liquid crystals uh, and high performance portable devices like your smartphones tablets and notebook computers ultra slim ultra See, flexible this sort of thing makes me think that oh sorry matt i just say ultra slim ultra flexible curved displays for immersive viewing or mounting on non-flat surfaces I want a big circular aquarium made out of this stuff with, like, computer screens in it. That's what I want. The, the screen it might make flexible. the fish feel better. I know, right? If you can always change their their background, that would be nice for them. I feel like those poor fish. The screen could be flexible, but it doesn't mean, you know, the, the underlying circuitry is not going to be. That's That's what's next, obviously. Flexible circuit boards, right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I could see a strong application for this in, like, automobiles. You could have rotating signage and uh, stuff infused into the paint or covered over the vehicle. You could use the same kind of technology in the military for, like, snipers outfits. Instead of having uh, ghillie suits, you could have just a, a cloaking screen with a miniature camera that took a picture of what was underneath the guy and then projected it on the top. I want an invisibility suit. Yeah, her thing does that in Continuum. It also does that. And it can also, like, analyze stuff just by holding it over. Nice. Yeah. I need that. It's pretty slick. I just, I mean, like, how many times have you ever just been in a bind where you were like, man, I wish I could be invisible real quick? Yeah, you're selling me on the, uh, on the clothes thing. I'm telling you. Work. Screen right there on your leg if you're sitting down or, like, on your arm. Like, it just moves wherever you need it. I think that would be so key. And you know what? That show shows a lot of what Ray Kurzweil predicted in that book, The Age of Spiritual Machines. They have the lenses, the lenticular viewing. They have the the facial stuff where it's like pinpointing everybody that's walking around and thought to your computer and, you know, embedded in your your brain. Like that's a lot of the stuff he says like down 9, 2099 or earlier. And that show kind of did it. It's pretty neat. Should check to see if Ray Kurzweil is investing in this show. I should. He probably created it. <laughs> created by. So, uh, you want to talk about this this crazy combo Windows 8 ICS? Was this an Acer or it's it's an Asus, right? It's the Transformer Asus. AIO, which isn't Sony. Didn't Sony have the AIO 
They had Vio, but I thought someone also had an AIO, but like used it in that way. I think they'll get sued. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> Eric. Have you guys watched this video? No. Yes. No, but I read some stuff on this and it's gimmick. It sounds awesome. It's so you should go you should go watch the video. It's really weird. This so you walk up the Verge, I believe, is the one are the ones who um did the video that I saw. But they walk up to this what looks to be like a really thin computer, like an all in one, like you'd see like the old Vios or um or a Mac. And it has Windows 8 on there, <clears throat> and this thing must be huge. Like it looked like it was maybe like 20 inches or 17 inches, and they just pick it up, and all of a sudden it switches to ICS. You know, we talk about sizes and, and where the boundaries are, and I'm pretty sure that an 18-inch tablet pushes the boundary of of what's it looks... actually usable, but maybe not. Maybe there's a use case that we're not thinking of. This is a video. This video is from Computex 2012, and it looks pretty thick. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the here's thing. My, that's here's my here's my thought. The thing if I'm sitting like, in if I'm in some sort of creative job and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm you know messing around in Photoshop or something, but I just I don't know if you've ever had that feeling where you just want to get in there and just do it with the touchscreen. So I can just pick up the screen at my desk fix what I'm messing with, and then set it back on its dock, and I'm back to computer mode. That, I think, would be compelling. Does this maybe make more sense to the uh, Microsoft coming out with the Office stuff for Android? If they're going to be in a dual-boot situation with Android, would that enable you to carry your documents or whatever you were working on when you pop it out of its dock and it kicks into Android? Would it then automatically open your document and be like, yo, here's where you were last editing because that would be key if it would be one fluid type experience yeah but you can already do that with google docs yeah but it's not microsoft office and some places still are are tied down to that for some ridiculous reason and i think that i think that you're all correct on that front i i think that what we're going to see sooner or later is true app portability where it doesn't even have to be web-based. There's just a version of it for every OS that you possibly can have, so that that way you're not tied to, say, Microsoft's operating system if you need to use Microsoft's Office. Looks like a big problem. It doesn't feel like, though, the combination of Windows 8 and Android is what's going to be a winner. I kind of feel like it either has to be Windows 8 all the way, or it needs to be, like, Android with, I don't know, like Linux or something. Because I don't see them interoperating very well. I don't. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the use case. I think what they're trying to do is they're saying, "Hey, are you interested in in a Windows 8 tablet slash computer? But you're not really sold on it. Maybe you've wanted to play with Android and you've got an Android phone and you think that could be cool. We'll give you something that does both. It feels to me like it would be frustrating to somebody that. It's one device, but I would most likely be able to access some apps and do some things when it's in the dock, and then when it's off the dock, something completely different. I think, personally, this is one of those one-device-for-two-situations type deal where you've got someone who wants to have the Android uh, OS for their personal use, but their work or IT department requires them to have a Windows uh, system interface with either their software or their network or both. Um, and I think that this is one of those devices that they're trying to give you one device that can do both functions. And I think that that's going to fall flat on its face as most people these days will just use whatever device they're issued or whatever device they bring for both. Maybe, maybe this is, well, you know, maybe this is uh, more of a concept. Maybe it's not really going to go live. Who knows? You know? Yeah, it could be paperwork. If anything, it's really beautiful. I like. I think the design of it is top notch. Well, I think this also feeds back into a, a comment I made last week about the smaller screens and and uh, people getting larger screens, expecting things to be larger on them. Uh, maybe, perhaps, there are people out there that just want to have a larger tablet experience. Uh, maybe they're not being mobile with it necessarily, but they're wandering around a house or an office. Uh, and they just want to have a larger screen to, 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 to view things with. 
just thought. Yeah, there's. I can't think of how many times I'm sitting on my couch with the Prime just being like, man, if this was like three inches bigger, uh, that would be perfect. Are you being serious or are you being sarcastic? I'm being completely cynically sarcastic. It's ah. you're if you're going to increase it like it needs to be substantial to make it worthwhile. Otherwise, I'm happy with. But see, I'm not I don't I don't know. Me I feel like there are people out there that are like, "Ooh, it's different. I need it." But whatever. I think we need a Microsoft Surface that sort of <laughs> angles up and then is Windows 8 and then when you set it down it's Android. I want to just and it's, re- and it's curvy. I want to replace all the windows in my house with it, like with mm. big versions of them. That would be nice. Just thinking about redecorating that way. All right. Nice. Uh, E3 happening. Got some news coming out of there. Sony partnering with HTC for PlayStation Mobile Android Gaming. Is it weird that they're partnering with HTC and not... It, HTC didn't make their play, did they? Like that was straight Sony, Sony Ericsson, wasn't it? I believe so. So is it odd that they're not going with their own again? Or did they, they got rid of that, didn't they? Well, I, I think they're realizing that they don't have the reputation for making hardware anymore. Nobody has faith in anything that they do. So I, I, I don't think know, the... by partnering with HTC, it, it gives them a little bit more credibility for the device. And maybe some people that weren't as willing to take a look at it will. The two people I know in real life that I've ever seen have those phones, the Xperia, the ones with the slide-out controller, they like them. The the controllers seem more gimmicky at first. Like, I don't know how much they're really day-to-day, you know, playing games on it as as much as they're they're just using it as a regular smartphone. But I remember when they first got it, they were like, check this out, Whoosh, PlayStation controller. Pretty slick, huh? It, it, I I don't know. I tried playing games. It's not that very. I I'd rather stick with the touch screen personally. But well, whatever. That says a lot about me as a man, or what? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I think it says a lot about uh, the controllers and how far we've come with uh, the the type of games that we're playing. That's true. Because when I used to, when I first started playing like ROMs on the the original Droid. I hated it because my finger would always slide off the screen eventually, right? Like you're doing this number. But they've made all of these games now, the control interface, it doesn't care where you are. It knows that you're going to be all over the place, so it moves with you. And I think that was so intuitive that that made it so much more fun to play these kinds of games and to make me want to play more of them rather than just being like, well, this is stupid and moving on to the next thing. I think they really they did a great thing with that and it's it's made it's transformed I think how people are gaming on their androids. And ultimately if you really want to you can just hook up your PS3 controller to your Transformer Prime and there you've got an actual physical controller that you can detach from the screen. Right, and- or a Wii controller or any other controller that works like that or your Galaxy what about Nexus. Xbox 360, will that do it? Uh I don't know if Xbox ones work. I think so. Maybe. Someone should try that and let us know. So do you think this is going to be successful, though? I, I kind of feel like Sony is stretching itself really thin across multiple um, devices. I'm going to say... That, that this is just going to be like a side thing. I'm going to say yes, but only if HTC puts Sense UI on it. If they don't, complete fail. Can't argue with that. Just saying. Sony, if if they're if Sense is going to go on, Sony's going to mandate that they they change it in such a way that it's not compatible with anything else. And they're going to call it Beta Sense. <laughs> well, that'd be good for us. Sense. If they made Sense incompatible with anything except for Sony stuff. Well, it makes no. It'll sense. be their own. It'll be their own version. That's fine. Be wow, that wouldn't be good. Worse and incompatible and more expensive. Well, Sony says Sony says up yours, and in response to its PlayStation Suite beta, which began last uh, in April, has been nothing short of phenomenal, phenom in all. Nothing. Wait, short. Sony said this. Sony said this. <laughs> Does that oh, well, count? They have, they have no reason to. Does that count? To lie. Like, no, Attack of the Androids traffic has been up a million billion percent since we started. Traffic has been phenomenal. Says Matt from Attack of the Androids. Like, really? 
Is that legal? Can you can you say that about your own? They say, quote, very soon we'll be bringing the PlayStation experience to Android tablets and smartphones in a major way. This, this isn't is the minor. whole thing about Amazon saying, well, this is the best-selling device on Amazon, and yet mm-hmm. they never publish any figures. Right. Uh, the company added, we have many PS-certified phones coming to market this year. The electronics maker outed HTC as its first non-Sony group partner for the platform. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Profits had fallen. We'll 70%. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. All right. Next E3 story. Nvidia came out, unveiled five new Tegra HD games. Pretty sweet. These Tegra Zone games are pretty awesome. I wrote a review of five of the free ones that a while ago that are pretty sweet. I'm very excited for more, more games. Uh, they have Dead Trigger. They have Bounty Arms. Dead Trigger looks pretty cool. Just another kind of first-person shooter. Uh, Bounty Arms, they say, next. Um, It's an impressive-looking new game. Offers some serious, serious graphics. The light and details. There's screenshots here. I'll post a link to in the show notes. Um, They're pretty cool. I mean, looks just like light and details on all the other games that are, you know, uh, Unreal rendered. And that's what a lot of these games are using is the Unreal 3 engine, which was used on quite a few. I think three of the games I reviewed. It's pretty popular for these. Uh, there's another one called Demon Score, another one called Hero's Call, which is going to be a next-generation Tegra graphic RPG just for you, Eric. And then Puddle. That's right. Were you saying that's right to Puddle? Or to Tegra RPG gaming. No, when I when I say something, imagine that I've said it ten seconds ago. <laughs> so it was definitely to the RPG game. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Uh, in the chat, Ant's asking if the tablets get hot within ten minutes of gaming. I did not notice the Prime get very hot, but then again, like I wasn't. I don't know if that's intense gaming. I mean, I was playing the Tegra three games, and I had it up all the way as you know and it doesn't get that hot so i was impressed because my phone gets pretty hot like playing some of those games dead space dead space gets it way hot hot for you eric all right it's war google bought quick office to put up against microsoft's rumored office have they accepted that and said, yes, we are doing this, or no? Like, have they said one way or the other, Microsoft? Anyone? Not that I've heard. Mm, I don't think so. Is that weird that Google bought Quick Office? Quick Office, to me, was just bloatware that came with my Verizon Droid phones, you know? I don't. I never really used them. It's, it's not a bad suite. I mean, it's decent enough to open up a Word doc somebody emails to. Like open... Yeah, like Open Office. I don't like the way Open Office handles things on my phone. Uh, as far as formatting and such. it just it just I don't know it just does weird things. I just want to open an attachment and see what it see what it's doing. You know, I don't want to do full composition and right. That's why I like the about the drive stuff. It's like you can have your view or your edit mode. I think they did that really well because sometimes. I've been using it. I found it's easier to record my hip hop like holding the prime and reading off of that than like facing a laptop screen or actually holding the paper because I can't read my writing sometimes. So I started using the tablet a lot for that. And I have to say, being in just view mode, like it's so perfect for just going through verses and recording stuff. Like it, it's nice and bright and it's small so I can hold it. And yeah, another use. For my justification of having that thing. Okay. Let's talk data caps. Yes. Joey, you uh, took a trip to New York? Yeah, uh, uh, an unannounced, uh, rather brisk trip to New York. Is that why Uh, you were late for the show today? No, uh, sorry, this was over the weekend. Mm. Um, We were out of here late Friday night and back extremely late Sunday night. Um, down and back. 
Um, while we were down there, though, uh, I had no access to Wi-Fi whatsoever. Um, the people we were staying with did not have any Wi-Fi, and nobody else in their apartment building was dumb enough to leave theirs unsecured. Uh, so kudos to everybody that lives in that apartment building. Um, but uh, it was interesting because, I, of course, being just after the first of the month, I was on a new billing cycle, so I was able to track my data usage with a pretty good accuracy as to how much was actually being used on the trip. And I only used in, I'm going to say, a little bit more than a 48-hour period, um, more like I'd say a 56-hour period, give or take, um, I used 169 megabytes of data. And out of that 169 megabytes, 110 of that was Pandora. And that was in a weekend. That was a little more than a weekend. That was, um, say, from 5 o'clock on Friday night to call it midnight on Sunday night. You know what, though? I, I think you're right. Like, we don't use as much as we complain that we like to be. But it's I feel like it once it's full LTE, like, we don't have LTE here. So I think... I'm using Wi-Fi because I'm sick of waiting for 3G to load stuff. So if I'm somewhere where there is Wi-Fi, uh, nominally I would use that. Um, but once LTE is everywhere, I think it's going to be we're going to have way different data models. Well, that may be true. Um, but I'll tell you, it, with p- people seem to think that email takes up an awful lot of data. And sorry to tell you folks, but... Email is just text. No, yeah, it's nothing. Dude, look, here, for from April 1st through April 30th, I used 255 megabytes. Now, this is just on my mobile, not my Wi-Fi. And right. the majority of what's using that is downloading apps, updating apps, Google Play Store, Dolphin HD, 100 megs, Google Plus, 30 megs, and, you know, that's Photos seismic stuff like that gmail is like way down that list at seven megs and that's only because i'm a heavy gmail user so yeah it's the majority of stuff is going to be your your rich media which i think once you get lte speeds everywhere and a more solid network your usage of those things is going to go way up oh yeah like i'll grant you that this wasn't of course my only internet connection ever it was just for this three-day, well, two-and-a-half-day period was my only internet connection. So, I mean, I, of course, we were visiting with people. We were going sightseeing. So it wasn't like I was sitting there on the phone constantly. But, I mean, I didn't refrain from doing anything. Obviously, if I played Pandora for, I think, probably the equivalent of maybe three hours, um, I wasn't holding back much on my on my data usage. And I was nowhere near you know, what even if I use that kind of data consistently every day would get me in trouble with a uh, a, a bandwidth situation or a bandwidth cap. So let me let me throw this at you a different way. If if it's not a big deal, if most people aren't using that much, why do we need a freaking data cap? Exactly. Because that's their way of getting rid of congestion. It's not it's not that we're not using that much, it's that there's a ton of us and we're using you know, if- it all at the same time. If we look historically, the data cap is has actually shrunk. Companies are doing everything they can to push us down so we're using less and less because what they want to get everybody to is the point where they are crossing over their threshold and they're paying that enhanced overage charge, enhanced, increased, whatever, that that Right, and we're going you know, we're going to get up there. Nasty fee. And we're going to get there. You know, I I don't use a ton of data on my phone either, but as we were talking in the pre-show, I, just, I was at a meeting today and talking with somebody about their new Droid Razor Max, and we just got 4G up here in Vermont uh, about three weeks ago. And in in since he got this phone a month ago, he's burned up 27 gigs. That's a well, lot of data. And see, that's that's shifting use case though. If I had that, like it would be. I don't think of watching videos and movies and stuff on these because it's so slow. Like, if I want to do that, I'll go to my cable connection on my computer or I'll flip my tablet on Wi-Fi. But see, once these LTE networks start opening up here, 
our use case is going to change and we're going to be like, oh, check this out. I got home movies playing on Netflix while I'm driving now instead of music streaming from Google Music, you know, because it it's fast and I can do that. And that's going to push us right over well, this that isn't just, limit. This isn't just aimed at users, though. It's probably also, you know, a push to people like Netflix you know, to say that your users aren't going to be able to, you know, they want to watch Netflix, but we're not going to let them because we're going to institute these data caps. But if you give us some money and make a deal with us, then we'll let you ride on our network for free because you'll be like a Verizon partner that doesn't contribute to people's data caps. In other words, it's not that... just to screw the consumer. It's just, you know, they're they're looking for a way to to keep making money because they're becoming less and less relevant outside of just being ISPs. In other words, it's that uh, that, that deal where uh, oh geez, who was it? Was uh, one of the U.S. Uh, was a U.S. cellular? One, one one of the cell phone carriers was offering free access to your email <laughs> as much as you want. That's nice of Just them. Just that though, it's really nice of them. So I'm and, looking like month to month, and in a whole month period, I'm using right under two gigs. So. Yeah, I don't even think I use that much. A couple hundred megs a week. I'm almost certain I'm not using that much. I mean, this that 169 meg spike in one one weekend is going to uh, probably double my average for this month. And that's me playing a lot of Google Music. In a whole month, the Google Music's the top at 600 megs, and then Google Play Store at 150 megs, and then... So, it's so guys, not media. to derail us too much... But uh, I found out last week that I might be able to get internet on my GSM phone here. So maybe I can throw my numbers into the mix. How many gigs I'm downloading? I can't Very wait. soon. Me either. Is your internet going to be better on your phone than on your wires? It couldn't be any worse. Oh, than no, I wires. doubt that I'll be able to even get email. But I'll be able to pay for it and say I have internet on my phone. And that's all that matters. It is. It's a status thing. <laughs> You're very statusy. You want to talk about the E3 smart glass, the Microsoft smart glass, Eric? Since that was that was your E3 pick. Sure. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out of E3 that's that's like you know with these big three console makers. Play it on the big screen on your TV, but then also interacting with it with either, you know, in Microsoft's case, this smart glass, um, or if you look at Nintendo, it's with their Wii U. So this smart glass thing, best I can tell, because um, I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to uh, watch many of the videos, is that they're what they're pitching is, like, let's say that you're watching. Game of Thrones, I think this was the example they used. So your tablet could, would be able to see, oh, Eric's watching Game of Thrones on his Xbox, and I could display like a map of the world in Game of Thrones. I could do all sorts of other interactive stuff. And then if you think about video games, like maybe, maybe the idea is that you're um, playing Halo, but then you see the entire, you know, the entire map on your tablet. So that's mainly what it is, is it's sort of that multi-tablet, you know, sort of weaving everything together into one giant gaming experience or something like that. But now is this is this doing it all, like, wirelessly, or is this... Because I feel like we kind of already do that with HDMI and, and tablets and stuff. You can plug it in, and boom, it's on the big screen, and then you can do whatever you're doing. If it all did it just wirelessly as you, like, entered a room, your Netflix magically went from your phone onto your big screen and your home theater lights dimmed down and all that popcorn started cooking, and, like, now you're talking, you know? It's not quite going to yeah, be it's, that it's not deep. Wired. Why not? Because that requires a level of standardization that the manufacturers aren't comfortable with. Right. You know, um, just look at... Um, I mean, we've gotten out of it, fortunately, but uh, cell phone charging cables, you know, just five years ago, they, they were like every one of them was different, you know, so I think we're going to see a step past what we currently have, which is HDMI, as you're saying, but I don't think we're going to quite see the level of, of integration that you just mentioned. 
Um, the examples that they're giving in the articles are things like, um, there was one that I liked, um, you know, if you're playing Madden, you know, maybe you can call your plays on your phone or tablet, which that would be pretty sweet, you know, and that that's something that we definitely have the technology to make happen now. So, you know, here's a, here's a question that I was thinking about, because this is very similar to what Nintendo was showing off last year with their initial uh, Wii U announcements. So what they were, what Nintendo has been talking about is that they're going to, that you'll, you'll be able to use regular, you know, like a Wii controller or this Wii Pro controller with the Wii U, but you'll only be able to use one of the Wii U gamepads, the thing with the actual screen on it, um, per device. So which is, I mean, I guess which way do you think is better or more po poised to be successful? Is it the Nintendo way where it's easy and you just buy the you buy the gamepad and it you do everything from that or is it the Microsoft and maybe Sony way where it's just whatever device you already own is what you can use I think Ford even is doing it and where they're you know designing the whole app ecosystem around your phone I think the the one that goes with your phone because the phone is the most personal thing to us at this point in time in life Sad to say, but, you know, everybody in their phone, right? So you design it around that rather than saying, here, carry another device. Here, carry a third device. Check this out. Like, no, I'm, I'm playing full HD games on my, my phone. Don't worry about it. If we look back to last week, my app pick was the barcode scanner. And, I mean, I had the QCAT back, you know, what was it, 12 years ago? Or so when everyone was trying to put out these dedicated barcodes that you can is that scan where it actually looked like a cat? Yeah, and well, yeah, oh, I remember that. Cat. And um, a QR code shaped like a cat? No, the the oh. can, the scanner was in the shape of a cat. Oh, and um, the thing was, <laughs> is that awesome. it did work, but it required you to have a standalone device that was relatively difficult to get, relatively expensive to produce. Uh, and I don't, th I mean, some of them were handed out for free. Some of them weren't. The problem was that it never got to be a mass commodity for several reasons. One, you had to go get one. And two, not everyone had broadband internet at the time. Um, but now that we've got everyone, almost everyone on the planet, it seems with a, uh, with a camera in their smartphone that can read a barcode. All of a sudden, now we've got things where you can search on Google by barcode and see what's in your area for stores that carry that product based upon the GPS location. I see barcodes everywhere. People always want you. Like, I, I never see, what I never see is anybody ever scanning one of them. But I, they're everywhere. Uh, well, I guess the point is, is that you can. Sure. It doesn't mean that you have to. If you were so inclined. Yes. Right. Versus if you didn't have that kind of capability, you would never do it. You wouldn't. <laughs> right. So I, I think Nintendo's in trouble if they don't pivot soon and either come out with their own phone, which it would be a terrible idea, right, Facebook, or merge with one or both of the major platforms. See, now what they did announce, though, is that this Miiverse sort of, I mean, from what I can tell, like their gaming social network that's going to integrate with, with all the games, that will eventually have a smartphone app associated with it. But I, maybe it's not enough. Those Do you apps... actually need the, the gaming device to be integrated, as in, integrated into your phone or these mobile operating systems is the big question. They almost seem like they've been the the further and further along from the original NES we've gotten. Nintendo seems to have been losing its foothold in people's entertainment life. Like it, it, it seems like it's always that one system that's there in the closet that nobody ever pulls out. You know, because the other systems all do much more than just play Wii games. I, I don't know it or. GameCube or whatever. Like it seems like they've gotten further away from that and I think you're I think right. they're in trouble. I think that Nintendo uh was not the first to market with a gaming system, but wow, was Atari. definitely first to market with an affordable gaming system that had capabilities that nobody else did 
uh, witnessed the uh, the gun there for Duck Hunt. It was all about that, right? That started off the robot Robbie and the gun, man, the zapper. And I think that 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 what happened was they came out of the gate with a price point that no one else could touch, features that no one else could touch, and they were, if I remember right, like I say, the first to market was something that was affordable and revolutionary. Well, was and, it cheaper uh, than an Atari? What what was an Atari twenty six hundred or th- even the twenty four or thirty two oh, back I, then? I think they were. Were they more? Three hundred bucks? No kidding. Yeah, I think they were, and then I think there was a price drop on the Nintendo. I think the Nintendo got down to about two hundred. Yeah, I was going to say 199. See, I was uh, too young to know prices. I just remember like my dad coming home with one and me being like, "What is that robot and these spinning top things? I don't get it. Give me the zapper." Yeah, there there was a there was a uh, there was a I know there was a price drop. And when they when they dropped the price, it just took off like amazingly. Um and I'm going to quickly wikipedia that. But anyway, ever since that uh, they have not been first to market with – well, they may have been first to market, but they definitely did not have revolutionary features. It was all evolution, and it just never really took off. Um, I, I don't know how else to explain it. I think that they've been trying to innovate and trying to come out with new things. But, I mean, for instance, Epic Fail on the Wii. They come out with a revolutionary, wonderful – totally different way of interfacing with with your video game console and they leave out the hd was that you on know, purpose though for the video th- that they were using for the card inside or something to save money I, or what i believe to be honest with you that it just took them so long to develop it <laughs> oh no way. that hd was now available and beginning to be popular when they brought the console out and i understand that it, uh, i i heard rumors at the time that they actually rushed it out to, to before anybody else got more hd tvs out there yeah but you know i don't i don't think it would have changed anything i've played enough wii games to and and i don't think i've looked at any of them and said you know this would have been better in hd because that's not what their games are about their that's games true, aren't huh? about graphics and being immersive it's about the interaction it's it's more social and i think that the this is i think nintendo's doing the right thing and holding on to that market you know we we learned from apple with the iphone that you don't have to be number one to win you know the the job of business is to make money and if nintendo can exploits the wrong word but you know what I mean? If they can f- go in that direction, if they can create games that are just for families and, and you know, for Friday night with the, the younger kids, you know, let's say the, the 14-year-olds and, and younger are willing to play with their parents. And if one out of every two homes has that in there, they do all right. Well, yeah, I, and I think you may – I think we may be talking about the difference between casual – quasi-casual, and serious hardcore gamers. Oh, um, we absolutely are. You know, and I think that what's going to happen, uh, we're going to start seeing a shift towards uh, more and more casual gaming. Um, oh, we've, and, we've seen that. The number one game happening. device in the world is the iPhone, if you just oh, yeah. go on numbers. Yeah. And that's okay, but there's, there's, for the first, you know, over the last few years, what we've seen is the game market all of a sudden wasn't just consoles versus computers which effectively were playing the same sort of games yep. you know if you think back to you know when the nintendo was there all games were on consoles and then it was consoles and computers and then it was consoles computers and the web and now it's consoles and computers and it's the web and it's phones and now we're looking at different types of consoles i mean there's all kinds of crazy things but in yeah. that whole process aren't we eliminating devices as we go along or are are the games I don't know I don't personally I'm not sitting down playing 8 hour 12 24 hour Final Fantasy epics anymore I'm more playing the pinball game I'm going to dip in and out of real quick when I have a minute it's 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 a different kind of use case That's just cuz you have a job Well yeah, right yeah. but a lot even of that's probably age Maybe but. I played a lot of those long games when I was a kid though they just they're not appealing anymore cuz I feel like it's the same 
thing. I, I have right. other things to waste time on. But is there still a big demographic that is looking to spend 48 hours on an epic RPG that they're playing on their big screen? Yeah, look at World of Warcraft. It's still incredibly Skyrim. successful. Yeah, I feel like but that's different. Already, but they are having to offer free months and free up to a certain level of playing to entice more players in. So, well, sure, because the, the market's been saturated, and so they're doing whatever they can to get more people. But it's even if they were to close and not let anybody new in, it would still be successful for as long as they're willing to do updates. You yep. think? You don't think it'll get to a point where people wake up and realize, wow, I've no. been clicking the same eight button combinations for the last five years of my life? No, because people have been doing that for more than five years. Yeah. They're really vested in it, and that's okay. You know, Gaming is maturing, and that means different avenues. You know, It's like if you think back to cars. What, when cars came out, they were all roughly the same. They were competing on the very same merits. Now we have cars and pickups and SUVs and fast cars and cheap cars and you know all these other varieties but they're, they're all, cars. all they all they are... can all get you from A to B first you know they're all games they can all entertain but they're doing so in a different way all right they're all a big waste of money the difference being i can get from A to B on my motorcycle i can get A to B to my car and a, a car to, nowadays like when i was a kid man i couldn't wait to have a car a car is the biggest waste of money i can ever see anybody investing in here like is you the more you use it the more it costs to keep going and the gas you put in like it's it's a money suck <laughs> that's all a car does insurance oh here cool gas oh here that's fine better way for, for some of us it enables us having a job well yeah definitely i mean i have a job i just i'm i'm really wanting to get rid of my car it, it's, it's becoming an unnecessary necessity get a bicycle i have one ride your bicycle get a bison or something it's that's not the i have a work truck that that's kind of why i'm trying to move away from from driving my car do a parody of the queen song bicycle but make it about bison Bison? I know where there's some bison. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Sure you do. They may yeah, be my neighbor someday. Why do I have this picture now of Matt riding a horse with like a Because you don't know what a bison is. No, 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 no. <laughs> riding a horse with a 10-gallon hat on, uh, uh, and on one saddlebag, he's got his Transformer Prime, and on the other tram uh, saddlebag, he's got a rope to get him some bison. Someone draw that. Can someone please draw that? Can oh man, that'd be the yeah, greatest. This, this here's a Montana, tr- uh, right, Montana tablet cowboy, y'all. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we do app picks, I do want to mention this one tablet, 199 Nexus tablet. First one, Rock and Jelly Bean, which is not going to be 50, but 41. Disappointing. Eric? Only because they're going to run out of fun dessert names. <laughs> That's true. If they're, if they're making think... every dot release uh, worthy of a dessert name, I mean, we're going to run out. They're going to yeah. What's up with that? That seemed, I thought those were reserved. No, I guess gingerbread and froyo too. They did that, right? Well, I had the same objection back then. Yeah, it's that is before. stupid. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> Personally, I think they need to name the uh, the five O build uh, build of Android Hawaii. <laughs> and just start going states now? Oh, come on. Hawaii. Hawaii. Don't worry, I got the jokes, Joey. I've never been. Hawaii oh, 5 it's a TV show. Moving on. Moving on. So, <laughs> 4.1 on the Nexus tablet. Joey, play us out. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Details still limited, of course. 4.1 will feature a user experience very similar to Amazon's Kindle Fire. Is that weird? Uh, I kind of feel like it. Like it, like it slow and laggy. Like they're doing the. Ex- it sounds to me like they're doing the exact same thing that these phone manufacturers are doing, which is they're putting a skin on top of something that probably doesn't need a skin. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. But who knows? This is the Kindle Fire skin. It's it's a lot slower than the the regular skin. Enjoy the lag between home screens, and there's no. Play Store. This might be. I mean, this this may be a good thing. I don't know if people say that Android is too complicated. Maybe it will help them in 
you know, bringing on new customers. People who say that but should it, get it a Palm But it definitely needs 3. to be able to be shut off. The only people that say that are iPhone users that don't know how to use anything other than what's in front of them with an Apple on it. <laughs> they should get a well, Palm Well, it's also like some of my relatives that have gotten Android phones. Like my dad's a technolo- technological idiot. But he figured out the Android phone phone. I'm going to send him this episode. I'm going to send him this episode. I'm going to tell him, you know what your son said about you, sir? No respect, these kids these days. He knows he's an idiot. (laughs) And he's going to say, well, no, he is right. I do have to call him to check my text messages. Why do you think everyone has a southern accent? Why do you associate ignorance with a southern (laughs) accent is what I want to know. Dude, my dad was born in Vermont. I've met some really... I've met what? some some really smart Texans. Yay, Vermont. Okay. Joey. Uh, Just for that, you can give me your app pick first, Joey. Okay, so even though Jeremy is going to rip me to shreds for this one, oh, I just used Google Maps for the you're, first you're re- time. You're really going to do this? He's doing it. I, you really want to go on record? Here we go. Here we go. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here whoa. we go. Before you guys rip me a new one. Nope, too you late. Have to, you have to understand <laughs> the Sam, uh, sorry, the LG revolution that I have on Verizon does not come with Google Maps. Hey, Matt, are you sure mute doesn't work? Mine didn't. With Bing Mine Maps. didn't. You you couldn't sideload it, so I had to put I had to install Google Maps and learn how to use it. Okay, and you've I'm never gone to maps dot google dot com. Jesus, dude. It's it's actually better. I I think it's a better interface on the phone. Yeah, so do I. So much. anyway, we were in <laughs> New York City. Not all. N- none of us knew our way around in terms of the specifics. We knew the general directions. You know, Joey, we we all know what maps is. Everybody's used funny. it. All right. Well, look. What I didn't we realize is how case. comprehensive it was. Okay, the walking directions, the transit directions with the subway train, you know, uh, indications and everything. That was really cool. I didn't know it had those features. I recommend it to anybody. And despite the walking directions being in beta. They worked perfectly. Okay, well. honestly, I didn't know how cool the whole transit direction stuff was until I was in New York at a place that actually had transit. Like, that is pretty handy because they don't all run at the same time like somebody who's not from there would think that they might. Right. Exactly. So that is quite yeah. helpful. But yeah, I and, and actually, still no excuse, Joey. I didn't find out about the transit thing until after we got back. Uh-huh. Um, and, I went to, and I went to plug in the destination. Somebody told me, hey, you know, you do have transit on that. And I'm like, what? And I went yep. and looked at it. Went, oh my god, that would have been so useful to have known that like two days ago. But anyway, no. I, in seriousness, um, Google Maps over Bing Maps, way way lightning above uh, what uh, Bing is bringing to the table, and it's definitely worth the download. You probably already have it. <laughs> you probably do. <laughs> And Eric, yes, this episode was brought to you by the power button and the number four. <laughs> can can we be sponsored by the Cosby Show and Punky um, Brewster? I don't know other this things from the eighties. By Gordon Shumway and that Vicky robot. Yeah. You remember that small wonder? <sighs> Boom! <Nice>. Boom! <laughs> All right, Jeremy, at pick. All right, um, hold on. I got to sort through between my fake app pick, which was camera. I was going to review that to make fun of Joey, but I think he did a good job of that himself. So my actual pick this. Oh, week... and I used the camera app for the first time too. Why are you on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I used the camera you, app several you, times. Does that I just wanted to give you work? another. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Yeah, I, I did actually, however, use a camera. I used the camera and actually email the picture for the first time. Uh, I mean, text message. I just sent yes, my first postcard ever. <laughs> you know, I, I just had a vision of the next time that Joey's in an elevator and this woman uh, comes up to him and says, Oh, you'll switch to an iPhone. He's going to say, No, I won't. Have you seen maps? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Have you seen this? Uh, I am never telling you guys anything ever again. Yeah, if it, if it has to do with your lack of androidiness, I, I would definitely <laughs> keep it to yourself. 
I never had show. a use for it. I got to tell you, I got a dedicated GPS in the car. And now you don't need it. Throw it out. Well, n- now I don't is, need it. No, you're right. This, I is, this is better. Gazelle the only that reason shit. I bring my GPS in the car is is to get a second opinion if I'm going on a long trip <laughs> and, and really need to know where I'm going. That's what I use no. Waze for. I just switch GPS apps. I'm like, is this right? And it's usually like, yep. Honestly, if if I had known how good the GPS was before I got down there and had to use it, um, I probably would have left our, my standalone GPS at home. The only thing I don't have is any kind of a car mount for the phone, so it's relatively difficult to see. You know, it's, it's car mount. Or, you just know, pick or, it up and look at it. Be a man. I just hold it while driving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my great. car! My car mount. I just, it's my I right just hand. Wedge it between my sunglasses and my face. <laughs> All right. So my app pick today is Quick VPN, um, and this isn't a use case that most people are going to need. You know, having to connect to a VPN with their phone. I did for work-related IT junk, and the only reason I'm offering this is to save everyone the frustration of the hour or so I spent <laughs> digging through VPN apps on the Play Store because nice. most of them either worked like crap, had hidden costs. Or they weren't a real VPN. It was it was kind of a fakey VPN where you had to have a client running. It was like a VNC sort of thing that they were calling VPN. Ah. So quick VPN, uh, one word. Very cool, Eric. I actually like that because I just gave up looking for VPN software the last time I needed it. So. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's a it, jungle my, out my there. My pain, your gain. Thank you. Okay, so mine is a game. And it is called Grinzia. It's the it's the same people that did this uh, Eve of the Genesis RPG that I um, did as my app pick, like in the first ten episodes of the show. Um, it's it's decent. It's a fun little game. It's ninety nine cents because uh, it's on super sale now or some crap. I don't know. Uh, the the problem the one problem I do have with it, however, is it's when you start it up, they want you to sign up for this like gaming network called I think it's Open Faint or something, and it seems to be like like Xbox Live where you can, you know, get trophies and all this other junk. Hey, don't so knock Open it, Faint. Do you like Open Faint? I you think have a it's whole all bunch right. Of trophies on there, maybe. I just don't want to do it. And the fact that I paid 99 cents for it, and <laughs> even when I said I don't want to join Open Faint, it still comes up with that crap on the uh, on the opening title screen. It it looked to me like it was advertising. I guess it's just like you know, Open Faint is only going to be useful when it can carry your saved game. So the next time I flash my phone, I don't have to start over with stupid zombies and get frustrated. You know, that would be that would be a value add. But I don't right think now, it does that yet. Just, it's just No, scores it's just, it's just and... crazy people in... Uh, half of the stuff on there looks like it's from Japan. Wait, are we talking title, about... So it's just a whole bunch of you, Japanese stuff. You may have some malware on there, bud. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same open fate here. Eric? Whoa. That was weird. It was all like, this hangout is now over. <laughs> like, I'll tell you when this hangout's over. Oh, hey. You angered the internet gods. I must have, dude. The whole, it just, all of a sudden, the hangout said, hangout is now over. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. Was it still up for you guys? Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. We were we were talking about you. Oh, that's cool. Not really. No, that's cool. Eric, I don't remember. We might have been. Uh, well, all right, Eric, where'd you go? There he is. I thought maybe we exceeded our time limit or something, because it just was like this is over. That's all the ban. I reached my bandwidth cap. <laughs> you crashed the hangout. <laughs> I did not crash. The- Hangout, you crashed yourself. Uh, you know, I typed in the chat earlier too. I was really impressed that Google Hangouts hadn't crashed yet for us. Yeah, no kidding. It's helpful. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I'm just gonna say, oh, where the hell is it? We just want to do like <laughs> the new Verizon, my Verizon mobile app. Honestly, really helpful. Now, it's basically um, 
a small screen for your phone version of their website when you log in, but everything's like right there. And I find it much like maps better to use on the phone now than the website. So the new my Verizon, check it out. That's my stupid app pick. And now it's not working. Of course it's like hanging on authenticating. It's like, I'm trying. Oh, is that it just error? told you to change your plan and features. It just said you don't get internet anymore. <laughs> you used it. You know, all. my app pick this week was going to be Nova 3, but it requires nearly a 2 gigabyte data download <laughs> in order to play. That is awesome. Holy crap. How many months would that take you? Three and a half. Actually, I got, I got like, overnight I got to 1.2 gigs. So, there you go. Woo! My other app pick is this awesome zombie gur wallpaper. So that's not an app. It's not. It's just wallpaper, but it's pretty slick. You know that's su- such a sexier phone than Droid Razor, isn't it? It really is. Especially when you really look at this and you feel the scratches on this screen. Why didn't you put a screen protector on it? Because man? I shouldn't have to. What year is this? Why do I have a screen protector so I can hide? Ooh. Stupid. Oh, and we should all ride you. I always put and, uh, and, and invisible shit rainbows. On. We should. That would be helpful. I saw a rainbow yesterday. I saw both ends of it too. Double ended. Was it a double rainbow? And did you sing? No, it was just double ended. One rainbow. <laughs> One rainbow. All right. Is that it? Are we done? This isn't even live anymore. But we are recording. Is I, I, th- I think we, we need to um, wrap this place in a, an end. Yeah. And end. So, my Verizon, check that out. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to cover? Sid, the new Cyanogen mod mascot, pretty sweet. Actually, I, I, I kind of cool. like it. I think having some. It looks uh, like Iron Man. A little bit. Iron Man's pretty sweet. Sid, also looking pretty sweet. So, is this instead of the skateboarding guy? Andy? I think so. That was Andy. This will be Sid. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, you know what it reminds me of? That skateboard company, Toy Machine. That's what that totally reminds me of. They're devil, but not a devil. Because it's Sid. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Email. What's our email? (laughs) The show at Attack of the Androids. Is that it? That sounds right. Sounds about right. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google+. Check us out every week. Check out the rerun of the live show on Slash Live if you'd like. Or just make sure you're subscribed and you'll get the show here. I'm Matt Lee for Jeremy and Eric and Joey and his smile. Thank you guys for listening. And his obvious app picks. And his (laughs) terrible app picks. Tune in next week when Joey reviews the phone application on his phone. <laughs> actually, next week I'm planning to review a contacts, actually. Contacts. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com